Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I can't help but think about that story from the airport. 6,000 guns were confiscated by security last year at MSP. Now, I'm not... Uh, math major, but let, let me plug it into my calculator on my phone here. Divided by 365 beep, 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 days. Beep, 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 beep. 16.438 guns per day. It is, we, we, we've got to check that. Now, I, I'm sure Taylor had it right, and we had the story right, but is there any way we can... That 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 seems preposterous to me. It, is is that what you heard? Yeah. Is, that's, is there any that's we could re rack that? Rack it. Yes, I could re rack um, that. And, and just find that bit because I'm not doubting her or our award winning newsroom, but that stood out to me as just being insane. So six thousand, and, and maybe that's guns, knives, other weapons. Brass knuckles. Do, do people even have brass knuckles anymore? I I, I guess I don't know. It's maybe a thing um, in the seventies, but I I did the quick math once again. Six thousand, and Chris Tubbs is, is going to verify that. I'm not hearing the wrong thing. That's sixteen point four three eight. That that seems really high. Maybe, maybe they had 6,000 guns at airports around the country. Don't you think? Anyway. Okay, so I, I've, I've got it here, and I'm going to try and pull up the exact, uh, the exact quote that uh, Taylor had in, uh, oh, okay. in, in good, her newscast. Good. So I'm going I'm to re- right. replay this. It's not going to be tight because I'm not doing any of that fancy editing, schmediting no, stuff. No, 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 no. That, 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 that's fine. We're doing it on the fly. It's live radio. Yep. By the way, Stephen for Henry, Chris Tubbs is our producer here on a Tuesday night. But that, that story in the news a moment ago just stood out to me. Okay. I've, I've, got, right. I've got the cut, and uh, here's, here's what we've got. All right. Stay. Here we go. Make sure there are no weapons. Robinson says TSA confiscated over 6,000 firearms at MSP last year. What? That is shocking to me. I will play. I'll, I'll play. I'll play it one more time just to make sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I wanted to make sure too. But yeah, here, here it is one more time. Okay. There are no weapons. Robinson says TSA confiscated over 6,000 firearms at MSP last year. 
That is insane to me. I mean, how, how do you go to the airport, in, in all seriousness, how do you go to the airport with a firearm and, and, and not know that you have it? Not know that it's going to be probably looked at and scrutinized? Well, n- number one, they, they scan your bags. But, yes. but here, here's the thing. And I, and I mean, I'm even if getting... you even if you've got it legally, I'm not I'm not saying you, you don't have a right, but I'm just saying from like a common sense perspective, you know that they're going to look at it. You know that it's something that they are Correct. going to be on the lookout for. C- Correct. And we, we've got uh, the holiday travel season. I, I'm so grateful. Local television cameras morning, noon and night are staking out the airport to give us the video. Uh, of people waiting in security lines, traveling on Thanksgiving. We we had no idea that the airport was going to be busy. Uh, we just I, I'm so happy that 4, 5, and 9, and 11 have a camera operator and a reporter out there doing live shots to point out that the airport is busy on Thanksgiving. None of us had any idea. <laughs> I'm so thankful that they're pointing that out to us. Hey, sometimes, and, and some, really, sometimes you just need to put content no, out know. there, right? Yeah, I, 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 I'm glad they're spending the resources on this important story, the airport's busy around the holiday story. And you know what? And it's not just local TV. It is Good Morning America. It's the Today Show. It's the CBS Morning News. It's whatever they do on Fox. It's it's all of them. They're 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 at airports, and and now they're getting everybody riled up about some parts of the country and bad weather, and delays and the ripple effects, etc. They just love the story. So let me let me, and, let me ask you this, Steve. Do you feel like it's with the way that it's being handled now? Is it more of a a hard news item, or is it more human interest? Now, if, if there's bad weather or, or there's some sort of computer meltdown or, or some sort of other thing where people are stranded in airports around the country, but, but just the simple fact that we have live shot after live shot after live shot, it would be like the idea, like tonight, filling in for Henry Lake. And if I was filling in for Henry tomorrow night, Go, going to our boss, Brad Lane, and saying, Brad, I think we should be doing the show tomorrow night from the airport. We should do the entire three hours from the airport and tell everyone for three hours how busy it is at the airport and how long the security lines are and, and show the, the ticket counters and, and the security thing and, you know, have have uh, you know and then maybe go down to baggage claim later in the show it, it, it's just but anyway See, I, I thought you were whole, i thought you were really going to say you know maybe we should do it from a a local watering hole to really see i like that how, idea how busy it really is on drinksgiving right well I- exactly and and pick out a hot spot where they're having an all school reunion like up at at, at serums or billies in anoka the anoka you think we could find a little table reunion. to set up like a, a comrex and we could just kind of sure. put it in the corner but and, and like i say it, maybe it's a cheap shot at tv news i know it's an easy story but but the weather is quiet here in the upper midwest 
and, and I know in other parts of the country they're going to be dealing with severe weather. I, I get that, and people heading into those areas, I hope you make it in safely and your flight's not delayed. But it, the, the, the story is what Taylor brought up. To me, it, it, it's crazy. Now, I, I don't want to do a, a deep dive on the Second Amendment. N- neither of us do. And it, it, if you you have the, the conceal and carry and, and all the permits and so on and so forth, and you can travel with firearms, and you have the paperwork, that's great. But the fact that they confiscated 6,000 firearms at the airport it is still an astonishing number to me. And once again, I'll, I'll plug it in real quick, and you can do the same if you're not driving. I come up with 16.4383562 firearms on average per day at MSP. That That is a mind-boggling number. And it, it kind of takes me back to when, when I pack my bags, and, and I, I'm not a frequent air traveler. I was when my daughter was going to school out of state. I, I would travel a lot more. I, I haven't been through an airport in a while. But, but typically when I pack, it's kind of like I, I'd usually bring a backpack and then a suitcase Be, because I have sleep apnea, so I, I travel with a CPAP and, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm probably giving out HIPAA information here on the radio. But <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just a major violation. Yeah, just a major but, violation, no big deal. Well, it, it's my own private health information, so giving it out that I – I use the CPAP. I'm I'm not ashamed of it, yeah. but but the point being is I usually have a bag that I pack that stuff and you know uh, this that and the other thing, but but I always carefully check the bag and and what's in there and then I have my backpack and I go through that and take out the stuff I do for for games and put in the things you know my laptop etc. I I just don't know how someone shows up at the airport. Oh, I forgot about that gun I had in my bag. Knowing that everything is going to be scanned and searched, that to me is what's so insane about that story. Now, it it makes you think of all the other things, like Brittany Griner Mm -hmm. and and the hard time she did in a Russian prison before ultimately being released. And, And she was found guilty in a kangaroo court in Russia smuggling illegal drugs with criminal intent i i don't buy that you know she she had something with thc in it some sort of vape i was gonna say she had some a, sort of a vape pen yeah right right with thc i believe and putin and his stooges made this into an international case and Brittany griner spent way too much time in prison now she made a mistake by not checking her bag now if you're going to be traveling particularly overseas particularly to a com- country like Russia, you think you would double and triple check to make sure everything in your bag is A-OK. But I, I still can't get over that story. It, that that seems insane to me that they're confiscating that many firearms. Yeah, and we've got individuals on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line that are wondering if that's a nationwide thing and, and not necessarily you know, Minnesota. I. I when I caught it, I I didn't know if they were talking. The way that it was yeah. phrased made it seem like it was MSP specific, but yeah, but but maybe maybe it does apply 
nationwide. You know, I, I, it, I guess it, it, it's got to be. It, it has. It it has to be. Now, maybe that's just the way that I heard the story was just maybe not well, the way you, that it was. You, you, play, you played the cut, but still, it, I, once the, again. The I, point remains the same. Don't be a nincompoop when you're going to the airport. Oh, okay. We've, we've got to follow up, and I think that's what Taylor meant. I, I, I just did a quick search. The TSA intercepted 3,251 firearms at airport security checkpoints during the first half of 2023. So if you double that or extrapolate that out, okay, that, okay. that's a little that that's like 6500 firearms. So so at least we're able to clarify that. But it's still an insane number that that that's happening that much all over the country that people are forgetting or or trying to sneak firearms through security at that rate. Uh Let's take a quick break. We will come back and have a little more on. The, do we have some calls that we should get to, Chris, before we break? What's or that? Sorry. Do, do, should we take a break and come back? But if if you've got a thought on that, Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. But it's still an insane number, and it gets back to that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's take take a take a break, and then we can continue the conversation on the other side. But but the advice from from the people with TSA, please check what's in your bag. Make sure it's okay. 818, here at News Talk. 830-WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we clarified the story. It, it's about 16 guns per day are confiscated at TSA checkpoints around the country. Now, the, the numbers aren't complete for 2023, but uh, we, we are on track for another big year. Um, last year broke another record. This was 2022. With 6,542 guns found in carry-on bags at airports around the country. Uh, 262 different airports. Number one, uh, the busiest airport in the country, and that's in Atlanta. Um, 
and 448 firearms, so a little over one per day. Number two, DFW in Texas, uh, 385. Dallas-Fort Worth, baby, let's go. And then down the road, George Bush, Intercontinental in Houston, came in third with 298. (laughs) That was my home airport when I was in Houston. Why are they coming third? you got to come in first. Uh, Maybe you don't want to come in first on that, never mind. So, you know, there there are people that obviously, and, and I would assume there there's some that make the honest mistake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is not casting aspersions on everybody out there who's no, a no, fire. No. Yeah, yeah, this is no. this is not to do that because there are people who legitimately do forget, I, and that's those are not the people that I think we are we're discussing. I, we're discussing those individuals that are trying to do something nefarious by trying to sneak a firearm through security. So, so I'm glad that that TSA is doing their jobs. But, but really, it gets down to it. And, and I think the the Brittany Griner example of making a mistake while while traveling to Russia to play basketball, didn't do a more thorough check of what was in her luggage, knowing that she was going to Russia or or, or some sort of other foreign country, where they're probably going to scrutinize much more. And, and don't get me wrong, they, they scrutinize the bags. They, they look in the bags. They x-ray the bags, et cetera. You can't give it, them any extra reason to try and – cast suspicion on yourself like you have to do everything you can do to just say you know stay on the down low yeah the contraband of any sort um from our city's one plumbing talk and text line this made me laugh out loud during the break uh yes i can confirm yes it it did indeed make you uh what they say lol i I, yeah i forgot i had my husband with (laughs) and then lol that that was funny. That that was that was good. I don't stuff. care who you are, that's funny right there. You should almost have the old brunch. The the Oh the rim the, uh, the rim shot? Okay, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm you not... have one handy. Oh well, hold on. I gotta bring up my page here. Hold, okay. All right. All right. So, are you ready? I'm hold re- on. ready. Okay, hold, right. Three. Hold on, I'll I'll do the line again. No, wait, you gotta count me down here though. Count me down. Okay. Ready. All right. I forgot I had my husband with. Beautiful. Was that better? You didn't count From me down, our, but I still followed you. Well, no. Uh, Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. That, that's great. Um, and here's another one. I would not be at all surprised that there are 16 buffoons per day at MSP when you think about how many thousands of people go through there each day. And, and remember, we have uh, channels 4, 5, 9, and 11 <laughs> out there live. I, I bet you um, <laughs> Channel 45 and Channel 9, coming up at 9, will do a live shot from MSP. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, and then, if you stay up until 10, <laughs> they'll all, the, all the 10 o'clock news, they'll have a live shot from MSP. <laughs> yes, uh, the busiest travel day of the season is coming up. Look at these lines. <laughs> There's, there's, there's got to be tens of people. And 
you know, it's funny, my daughter and I, my, my youngest still lives at home and I was getting ready to leave for work and she, she works from home, but she was getting ready to head to the office and we were kind of talking about it because I, I think we actually had the Today Show on and they had one of their reporters, you know, and, and they did use some parts of the country to be dealing with severe weather. And, and once again, I, I get that, that some parts of the country, and depending if you're leaving the upper Midwest, there is going to be some bad weather, particularly. Yeah, you, you, you may yeah. be going into bad weather in places. Yeah, yeah and, there, and there could be delays, and we know how the system works, and there could be a ripple effect. I mean, they're, they're getting big storms. I mean, from D.C. Up, up to Philly and New York, and that's going to – so if you're traveling out east, it, it definitely could be tough. But, you know, you, you just wait. And, and I think they'll probably go with the live shots again tomorrow morning and then again tomorrow night that, that they're going to go don't, to that. Don't you feel like every year, thing. though, you can pencil that oh, in for, sure. for a block? Ab- that, absolutely. Th- Thanksgiving and MEA, I feel like, are, are two let's just have an, a story about the airlines and the airports, no matter what it is. The, the busy travel days, no, yeah. no doubt, because yeah. because it, it, it it's a visual, and and you can have the the people waiting in line at the ticket. And it's re, it's, and rela- it's relatable. It's relatable. Security. for sure. It is. It is relatable. I I I like to consider it. You hit the easy button. I have a feeling when the twenty twenty four Assignment desk calendar comes out in television newsroom. That's like when you buy those online, you know, for, you know, WXYZ TV. That's already written in Sharpie on the calendar. Get, Get a crew to the airport and let's do live shots. Don't you think? No, that, 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 and that, 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 that and the first people at the state fair are, are like two things that, Yes, yes. In in another story we we haven't gotten to tonight, and by the way, Stephen Clark coming up uh, from Ars Technica will talk space flight. Starship had a uh, second attempt to get to orbit. We'll we'll get into that in more detail in a moment. But there was a story that we didn't get to tonight, maybe you and Henry did, is the fact that there was that flash sale on a deal on state fair tickets. No, we we didn't mention it. I, I don't yeah. want to think about the state fair in friggin' November. Thank you. No, thank it, you. No. But th- that story came out, and I and I think Jason Derosha brought it up, and he had sent out something on social media, and I'm like, no, no, I, I, state fair before things. No, even if it is a good deal on tickets, and I think if you bought them now, you could get in for like thirteen. No. What what's I, what's no. what's more annoying? No. What's more I don't annoying? Want that seeing Christmas. Like merchandise and hearing Christmas music in October, or the state fair hype before Thanksgiving. No, yeah, the the state fair thing. It was I I, I didn't want that. It's too much, too soon. I, I, I didn't want that. It was a flash sale, and if you took advantage, good for you. But no, not not. Let, let's talk about it in the new year. Uh, quick break. We'll have an update on the weather, and then once again, Stephen Clark. Uh, space flight writer from Ars Technica. What went right? What went wrong with the latest launch of Starship down in Texas? We knew uh, the ship blew up over the ocean again. 
uh, the Gulf of Mexico. We'll get into that here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. While they tried to get Starship into orbit, or at least uh, travel around the Earth and splash down near Hawaii, uh, better than the first launch, but they still didn't get where they wanted to be. Joining us to sort all of that out, Stephen Clark, space reporter for Ars Technica. Stephen, good to visit with you tonight. Good to be with you, Steve. It was spectacular. They solved a lot of problems. If you remember that first launch, uh, they blew out chunks of concrete on the pad. Uh, everything had to be detonated. Uh, it, it was quite a spectacle. But they learned a lot. They changed a lot. Uh, they were able to get further up, further out, uh, before things started to go awry. So uh, they they are getting there, and it sounds like they could be ready to launch again soon. Yeah, yeah. The uh, They had a few big wins with this test flight, uh, as I wrote in my story. Uh, I think the three main objectives they were looking for, they, they achieved. Um, first and foremost, uh, the launch pad that they've repaired and upgraded since the first Starship test flight back in April uh, really held up uh, quite well. Uh, you mentioned those chunks uh, of concrete that were blown out uh, by the blast of uh, the, those engines as they ignited. Uh, SpaceX installed a, a steel plate under the pad and uh, routed some water over the top of it, and that kind of suppresses the heat and the acoustic sound energy when those engines light off. And the launch pad, uh, I went out uh, the day after the launch and took a look at the pad. It looks like it's in great shape. And, um, you know, from that perspective, they could be ready to fly again in a matter of a few weeks to a couple of months. Uh, the other thing is uh, the two parts of the rocket, the, the booster, this giant uh, booster stage with 33 engines, uh, separated from the upper stage. Uh, it looked like a clean separation, and that's something they really wanted to test as well. And then uh, the other thing is, uh, back in April, they had five engines of those 33 engines actually fail uh, during the, the climb off the launch pad. And on this flight, all 33 engines worked uh, and burned uh, their full plan duration. So a big step forward with their reliability of their new Raptor engine, which is this uh, half-million-pound thrust uh, methane-fueled engine. So those are three big um areas where SpaceX can hang their hat on and, and where they did really well. A couple things that they'll be looking at uh, is uh, the booster stage, which, which was supposed to come back for a kind of a controlled uh, splashdown in the ocean, exploded. Uh, so that's something not to look into. And uh, the Starship, the upper stage, something went wrong with that right before it uh, reached uh, its planned velocity, and uh, it also exploded. But uh, – much more progress than they made in April, and uh, I think they'll be probably ready to fly fly again, do another third test flight of Starship probably early next year. And, and Stephen, let's get into some of the theories, first of all, on the booster. Number one, uh, all 33 engines, as you pointed out, and, and you could see that uh, during the launch. In the first test flight, you could see that, you know, there were, there were some places where the engines weren't firing. That was clearly visible. So th- they got that right. But after separating, um, it blew up. Could that have been because of some sort of failure? Because in that upper stage or starship, when those engines lit, uh, 
they they were still connected that maybe in some way it damaged super heavy is that the theory at the moment that is that is one of the theories for sure is uh when the, the upper stage engines ignited all of that heat and uh, exhaust really kind of impacted or impinged the top of the booster so that could have caused some damage to the booster as it uh, fell away and uh, was beginning its maneuver to come back to earth for a splashdown a controlled splashdown and it exploded so that's one possibility another theory that i've seen uh that uh, hasn't you know spacex is still investigating this but another possibility is as the booster uh fell away from the starship upper stage it made a turn and it was supposed to make that turn to begin turning around and heading back toward uh the uh, gulf of mexico for the splashdown and that that turn could have actually caused the fuel or propellant inside the booster tanks to slosh and could have essentially starved the engines of uh, a flow of propellant because they, we did see some of those engines on the upper on the booster as it was trying to ignite the, those engines reignite those engines to kind of drive back toward the Gulf of Mexico uh, some of those engines began to fail at that point and uh, so those are kind of the, the two theories that I've heard it could be something else entirely that's what SpaceX is investigating right sure. now and it, it is important to reach the ultimate goal of 100% reusability because this system, as designed, will lift gigantic payloads into low Earth orbit and ultimately allow humans to return to the moon, go to Mars, wherever. But they need to get a lot of stuff into low Earth orbit. You and I have talked about that many times before. But the idea to drive cost down is making this system 100% reusable. So in order to reach that goal and get to the point where human beings can actually ride on this thing, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot more testing. We're just getting started here. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I think uh, what they proved uh, over the weekend is they're pretty close to getting Starship into orbit. And uh, it's it sort of an expendable rocket. And that's nothing to really sneeze at because this thing can uh, launch 150 tons of payload into low Earth orbit. That's uh, twice as much as any other rocket out there. And uh, at even if it's expendable, it's still uh, order of magnitude or more cheaper than NASA's space launch system. So uh, that would be a revelation and a revolution, I think, uh, just to get this thing into orbit, to have that ability to lift that amount of payload into orbit. And we saw with the Falcon 9 rocket, which is uh, SpaceX's current uh, workhorse, much smaller than the Starship, but still a big rocket. They flew that uh, uh, on uh, expendable missions. They disposed of the rocket early on uh, just to get it flying, and then they slowly brought in the recovery and uh, reuse of the booster. And so there's a possibility that, you know, on the next flight, Starship may get to orbit and uh, have proven itself to be able to haul satellites into orbit, such as Starlink satellites for SpaceX's Internet network. But it could take a few more flights to fine-tune uh, the recovery and reuse. It, it, would, would you say, though, that what they were able to do, because in some way, shape, or form, and, and maybe some in the media portrayed it, well, it all exploded again and they, they didn't reach their goals, but, but that's not how they've operated in the past, that this is expected. Failure is part of figuring out what works and what doesn't and going back. We already talked about the pad, getting all 33 engines to fire, getting this thing to separate. And Starship itself, 
came very close to reaching orbital velocity. You know, that, that speed where it takes to ultimately get to orbit, it, it got very close. Yeah, it reached about 15,000 miles per hour is where it, uh, the flight ended. And orbital velocity is uh, between 17 and 18,000 miles per hour. So yeah. uh, it made it most of the way to orbit. And it was actually just about 30 seconds from uh, when its engines were supposed to cut off when something happened. And uh, the, uh, the Starship exploded uh, the upper part of the rocket. I know the names are kind of confusing, Steve. I know you know, but for your listeners, SpaceX does a great job with rockets. They're terrible at naming things, in my opinion. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the Starship rocket is the entire rocket, and it's also the upper part of the rocket, the yeah, upper right. stage. And the booster is called the Super Heavy Booster, and that just is uh, the name for the, the booster, the lower part of the rocket. Yeah. Uh, quick break. We'll have more with Stephen Clark. Uh, he is a space flight writer for Ars Technica, and we'll tell you how you can find his work. Uh, before we say goodbye, we'll have more with Stephen in a moment on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline here on News Talk, E3O and WCCO. It is the late show, Stephen, for Henry tonight. John Dickerson coming up from CBS News between 9 and 10 tonight. Chris Tubbs is our producer. Big thanks to Chris. Henry is back tomorrow night. Stephen Clark joining us, space reporter. Iris Technica joining us. We're talking about Starship, and they, they finally got all the approvals and uh, from the, the government. Let's get into that part. So they, they had a launch. It, it took a while to get there. They had to make a lot of technical engineering improvements, but they did get there. Uh, they finally got all the government approvals. Do you expect... Uh, the, the the government to move a little bit more quickly to approve test launch number three? I think so. I hope so. Uh, we shall see. <laughs> I think the I think the big uh, delay or hold up with getting the launch license for this most recent launch was from the Federal Aviation Administration was uh, the fact that the launch pad suffered so much damage. So uh, they had those big car-sized chunks of concrete from the launch pad's foundation that were blown out into the into the wetlands and into all the way into the Gulf of Mexico, like a quarter mile from the pad. And it uh, pulverized some of the concrete and uh, and uh, blew away dust or sand and actually rained the sand uh, on a few communities a few miles away from the launch pad. So all that kind of gave uh, the regulators a little bit of pause, and uh, they actually – from a safety perspective, from a public safety perspective, they cleared uh, this second launch for flight uh, back in October, but it took another few weeks to complete the environmental review. Uh, the FAA is responsible for ensuring that all commercial launches in the U.S. Uh, uh, don't endanger the public or public property and uh, also comply with environmental law and comply with U.S. national security and uh, foreign policy uh, priorities. So they do this comprehensive review, and uh, the, the FAA is understaffed. Their commercial space office is just a couple dozen people, and they have to review all of these commercial launches, primarily SpaceX. Uh, uh, this year there have been uh, close to 100 launches they've had to review and uh, issue licenses for. And, uh, you know, a decade ago it was in the single digits. But uh, the budget and the workforce, the staff of the FAA hasn't grown 
So uh, companies like SpaceX have called for uh, Congress to uh, essentially double the funding, double the staff for the FAA space office to be able to handle all the all these demands for this growing uh, space industry because uh, the FAA just can't keep up with the pace of uh, all these companies and what they're doing. Yeah, and we we should remember the United States government, NASA agency, uh, is is relying on the work of SpaceX and other private contractors, you know, to to move things forward to ultimately put human beings back on the moon and explore the solar system. There's a lot of goals. There's a lot of money being spent, and they have to continue to test to figure this stuff out. Exactly, exactly. So the, the, the SpaceX ethos is to uh, do what they call a spiral development or iteration. So they uh, build something, they want to test it, they fly it. And they instead of testing it in a lab or testing it on a, in a ground test stand uh, on, on Earth, they fly it. And uh, when you can build something as inexpensively as SpaceX can, uh, they can afford to lose a few rockets. It's not a big deal. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, a big a comparable rocket like the Space Launch System, NASA's uh, moon rocket, uh, is so expensive, they had to get it perfect the first time. And a lot of the delays in getting it to flight was uh, fine-tuning and, and getting all the reviews done, all the paperwork yeah. done, getting numerous sets of eyes on every piece of hardware and every piece of documentation to ensure it was going to work, and it did. But that's why it took 12 years and, you know, what, $20 billion to get to the launch pad. Um, the, to this particular system and continuing to test, uh, the, there are other goals beyond just uh, getting Starship to the point where it can ultimately uh, land human beings on the moon. That's part of their contract. It is also a big part of building out Starlink, uh, the low-level satellite system that that they're building that that's going to fund this party going forward, if you will, for SpaceX. Yeah, exactly. Those Starlink satellites right now are launched um, kind of twenty twenty-five at a time on Falcon Nine rockets, and SpaceX wants to shift those launches over to the Starship as soon as it's ready. And uh, Starship can launch. Uh, we haven't heard an exact number, but just based on the lift capability, it could it could launch. Uh, perhaps 10 times as many Starlink satellites in wow. one mission as a Falcon 9. Um, so in that range, you know, hundreds of Starlinks per launch, that's really going to rapidly grow SpaceX's capacity with their Starlink network as they get those new satellites online with Starship. And uh, it's all part of an ecosystem as well. The revenue they're making off the Internet service with Starlink is, uh, is being funneled uh, and reinvested into things like Starship. So... Uh, they rely on one another, so to speak. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, I think there's a good chance the first half of next year that Starship's going to reach orbit. And even if they haven't successfully recovered and reused a booster, if they're still having some issues with that. And as soon as uh, they get Starship successfully uh, in orbit, I think they'll be starting to launch these Starlink satellites, uh, perhaps sometime next year on Starship, uh, even while they're doing more experiments with the uh, landing the booster and reusing them. Yeah, and even if the booster is disposable, the economics could work. That, you know, as you, you talked about, it ultimately to make this 100% reusable and the long-term goal is to have these 
uh, super heavy boosters, come back to the pad, land, be refueled, and launch again, ideally same day, which sounds insane, but that's the goal. Yes, that is the goal. Airline, airline-like launches. So they want to emulate uh, an airport and uh, with their spaceport. So they want to be able to land the rocket and do a quick walk-around inspection, refuel it, and go again. And uh, and that's that's the long-term goal for Starship, and and to get these launches into uh, you know a couple of million dollars per flight uh, when you're rapidly reusing the rocket, and it can carry 150 tons of payload. So just like uh, you know any one of us can't really afford to uh, charter, most of us can't afford to charter a 737, uh, but uh, most of us can't afford a plane ticket and we share the, the cost of the ride and the uh, airlines make a little profit. That's kind of what SpaceX wants to do with Starship. All right, Stephen, uh, we're not going to hold you to it, but do you have a prediction for test number three? I would guess uh, likely early next year. Um, I could see it happening in the February, March timeframe, but I could be wrong. Oh. It could be sooner. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Stephen, by the way, before we let you go, how do people find your work? Yeah, you can go to arstechnica.com. That's A-R-S-T-E-C-H-N-I-C-A.com. And I'm covering uh, the space industry along with my editor, uh, Eric Berger. We kind of share the load covering all things space. And uh, we were both down in Texas for the Starship launch. It was a spectacular sight on Saturday morning. Oh, that is awesome. I, I, I got to get down there to check it out. I saw a shuttle launch once upon a time down at Kennedy Space Center with my wife and, and two young daughters and my mother and father-in-law. None of us will ever forget it. It, it was spectacular. I'd love to see it. It is a memorable experience <laughs> to see any launch, and the Starship uh, really takes the cake. That was the one on Saturday was one of the most spectacular, probably the most spectacular launch I've seen. Yeah, it, it's just got to be insane. I don't think people can appreciate 400-foot tall, the most powerful rocket ever built it's got i mean the shuttle alone was absolutely insane so i can't imagine what seeing this yeah it's a a skyscraper that uh, goes to space basically yeah uh hopefully someday all right Stephen. good to visit with you as always thanks yes great great having me thanks for having me and uh, happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving Stephen. Stephen clark arstechnica.com Hey, a big thanks to Chris Tubbs. Big thanks to you for tuning in. Uh, We had some fun tonight on the program. Uh, We hope you did, too. And I wish you uh, a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we we should also point out Henry Lake is back tomorrow night here on News Talk E3OWCCO. Highlights of this show uh, available online at WCCORadio.com. Don't forget about the free Odyssey app. There are a few things free, but the Odyssey app is take advantage of that. Uh, Chris, it's been fun, my man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Same right back at you, my dude. Always right. always a good time, Stevie T. All right, we have the news. We have John Dickerson coming up between 9 and 10. Here, a news talk, A3O-WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.